Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks. Welcome to Barefoot is Legal Radio. Sorry about the late start we are having today due to technical difficulties. Um, we'll not be playing ads right now. We'll be jumping right into the show. Hopefully, we will be able to get ads to play during um, the other ad break times. But this is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal Radio, um, or sorry, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Barefooting is not as weird as some people may think. Unfortunately, there is still a lot of stigma, propaganda, misinformation, and just general discrimination and negativity around it. Barefoot is Legal is here to challenge these stigmas, to give general health benefits, support, providing information, encouragement, and community around the barefoot lifestyle, and to help advocate for barefooting to be recognized as an accommodation. It is an accommodation for many different disabilities, conditions, and disorders. And it is an important part of, ex- of accessibility for many people. Um, and at the, at the same time, barefooting is also just something that adds general benefit and quality of life for many, many different people. And there are many different aspects of that. Um, there is the earthing aspect. And there are other ways of earthing and grounding outside of barefooting. But barefooting is a more direct way. And it's a free way that you can directly connect with the earth. And so earthing and grounding it is the connecting of, you know, like your body and, um, <coughs> sorry guys, my throat, I'm getting over being sick. So it's me coughing probably, but I've always got sinus stuff going on. So um, I'm going to mute myself real quick actually so I'm not coughing in your ears. Sorry, that was like an ask. You want to know? I try to keep those ones to myself <laughs> because I don't want to be coughing anyone's ear, or um, especially if someone's like listening with earbuds, um, headphones, anything, AirPods, anything like that. Um, but I'm sorry, where was I going with this? But there are oh, earthing and grounding. You know, it is um, you know connecting your um, surface electrons is. Um, how I've often, um, you know, heard it defined with the um, Earth's surface electrons. and But it really is, you know, connecting um, with the Earth. And, yes, there is this electromagnetic field connection that happens, earthing and grounding. You know, we are electrically wired beings. Our brains are electrical and our hearts are electrical. These are the most electrical parts of our body. But neurons and any of those signals being sent, um, you know, through our nervous system, these signals they are electrical signals um and so we are electrical beings and you know having too much electrical energy can be negative and in in earthing and grounding helps you um alleviate some of that um excessive um those excessive like negative free radical energies um and excessive electrical energy to the earth while balancing out um your energy with the earth, which sounds really crazy. I get it. It sounds like hippie, dippy bull crap, um, but there is research on it. Um, radio or, uh, oh, whoa, something just fell. I, I think I knocked over my cane and that startled me. Um, is where I'm sitting. Sorry. Um, it was like fell behind me. Um, anyway, um, 
electromagnetic radiation is all around us. You know, we're affected by that. Everything is affected by that. The electromagnetic radiation spectrum is so much more than we can even see, um, than we can even actually touch. And um, But, like, the rainbow and colors, that's the visible light spectrum. That's the visible part of the electromagnetic radiation spectrum. But, like, X-rays, gamma rays, microwaves. Um, our microwaves in our kitchens are actually called microwaves because they use microwaves. Radio waves and things like that, any kind of waves and um and like there's so many different types of energy, but I mean it's all upon the spectrum, and um, everything exists along it, and that includes us. That includes even objects around us. And there's actually a lot of fascinating studies on like how objects can um, take on electromagnetic fields um, based upon um, just relation to other things and other energy courses over time, um, but. It's not exactly related to, you know, earthing, grounding, barefooting, but, you know, these things are a lot more complex than people think, but um, there is research showing that, you know, earthing and grounding does help with the inflammation, and when you have a lot of that excessive electrical energy in the body, and even for myself, as somebody that is very observant of, um, and although I, you know, struggle with interoception, I put in a lot of work and treat my um, physical health like a special interest and, you know, um, really analyzing that, um, I can, you know, definitely see from my own observations and sometimes, you know, I can obsess over my health cause I've had to, and with the way my brain is wired with my ADHD, my autism, I'll, you know, kind of deep dive and obsess and have to figure out, you know, but also I think a lot of people, when you have chronic illnesses and you have different conditions and you have to research, you have to figure this stuff out, you, um, you, you have to, and, um, to be able to take care of yourself and it is a lot of work and it is very frustrating times for sure. But with having like fibromyalgia, um, you know, I have got haywire signals, you know, these electrical signals, um, being sent out during, you know, my nerves between neurons and the central nervous system, all that, you know, there are haywire signals of electrical activity. Um, and it's really like kind of like my nervous system just freaking out, attacking itself even. Um, and be, and it causes, you know, a lot of issues with inflammation, muscle spasms. Um, honestly, fibromyalgia has an insane amount of symptoms. Um, and, yeah, they can also, I mean, fibromyalgia can, you know, look like a lot of other different conditions because of that. And, um, but also it's common for people to have other conditions as well as fibromyalgia, like myself. And um, where am I going with this? But, oh, and like earthing and grounding, um, it really does help with the inflammation. Um, it really does um, help you know, when I, with the, um, being able to barefoot and ground with the earth and just also have that full range of mobility, um, especially because although too much movement, I have limitations with movement, not moving enough is just as bad for my body, um, especially fibromyalgia. And when you have a lot of this excessive electrical energy, it really affects your mental health. You've got cortisol, adrenaline, all these um, different chemicals running through your body, especially when you have flare-ups and, um, because with fibromyalgia, it's like your body is in like kind of like a state of fight or flight, and it kind of goes back and forth. Like I, um, and I mean, there are times where it kind of chills out, but 
never really, obviously it's from person to person um, too. Um, let me take a drink real quick. My throat is so dry. Um, sorry, excuse me. But um, being able to um, move and use that electrical energy in my body is very important for my physical body because if I don't, it causes issues, but even with my mental health, it can cause a lot of issues. And, you know, and a lot of these things aren't things that are um, necessarily true to my mental health that are being caused by biochemical factors of fibromyalgia. And fibromyalgia is a neurological condition with how it affects the neurons, but it also affects the nerves, the muscles, and all the systems in the body because of how the nervous system works and how unfortunately it works <laughs> like and it is a very misunderstood condition I've had issues with this um since before 11 but it, um I I have been able to realize I was showing signs but um by the time I was 11 I was showing clear signs of fibromyalgia that were not being really taken seriously and it became increasingly worse I started using a cane when I was 17 years old and I um right before my senior year of high school and I was already having a lot of issues with, um, like, my legs giving out, um, so having a lot of unexpected falls, um, whether it be muscle spasms or just, yeah, you're down. And um, and it's really complicated because fibromyalgia is a very dynamic disability, depending on where I'm at Some days I can barely move at all because of it. And of course, my ADHD, my autism, you factor in their own ways. Um, because when you, with any condition and any person, all, you can't separate really the different parts of you. They're all kind of interacting at once, right, within you. And so they're all going to influence each other. Your physical body influences your mental health. The mental health influences your physical body. Everything is interconnected. We are very complex organisms, but everything is interconnected within us. And, um, yeah, that's that's just how humans work. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as you know, to isolate each of these individual problems. We are constantly um, so much more than just one thing. Um, I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm wording or explaining that. Um, but you can't really separate the different parts of a person, and that's something I've had to kind of realize and look out within myself and but at the same time I can recognize which parts are causing this or what is the driving factor of this you know with different conditions but at the same time everything is constantly influencing each other and you know you just kind of have to you know accept all of that together and understand and if you're ever trying to kind of tackle one issue or area of your health I mean, obviously, there's certain areas like in my health, and I'm sure other people's as well, where it's very clear this is a much bigger issue. This is the thing that needs to be tackled first or whatever. But it's a constant juggling act. You can't just hyper fixate. I mean, and believe me, I wish I could. Especially the way my brain's wired. I wish I could just hyper fixate on one thing and fix it, but I'm still going to be experiencing symptoms and things of other conditions and other things that may not be the forefront or the most important thing, but it also can switch from day to day. What is the more driving um, force in my brain between my ADHD, my autism, and even having uh, complex PTSD? I don't know which one the driving, you know, like 
factor could be, depending on, um, and that can switch throughout the day. Um, but they're all, you know, my brain is interacting in all the ways that it is. You know, my my ADHD, my autism show up differently because of my CPTSD, and that's not entirely horrible either. Um, the way that I analyze everything and pick apart everything on a deeper level, you know, that may have been coded in for not so good reasons. Being able to learn and work through that, you become a lot more aware of things other people aren't. So it's like I learning to understand and love and accept ourselves is a very hard thing and remembering that we're all very complex beings and as crazy as it sounds, barefooting is something that helps I think with all dimensions of um, my personal well-being. But there are also times where I have, whether that be for temperature sensitivities, muscle issues, sensory issues, that I do also have to wear shoes. And that is my own different experience, and everyone has their own different experiences. And I think, um, but at the same time, that doesn't take away from the crucial role that barefooting does have in my life. And even, it's annoying because even the times when I, kind of have to choose to wear shoes. Believe me, like it really has been affecting my muscles lately. We got snow on the ground right now. Was not expecting that um, and either earlier today. And, um, and like, you know, but it's been back and forth, back and forth. That's how we were finally done with it. But then again, like it's been really cold lately and then having snow and stuff like that, it's, it affects, you know, my feet having to wear shoes. And um, as much as I have to do it for other reasons and, so it can be um, it can be very much so complex struggling act. But again, I can't separate you know those different parts or things with um, not wanting to wear shoes and wanting or needing to wear shoes, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but barefooting is something I definitely do think helps with my mental health um, on so many levels. And even the ways that it helps with my fibromyalgia, which is a neurological condition, but be- it is neurological in the way that it, you know, works with the nerves, the neurons, um, and sending signals throughout the nervous system. It is also very much so a physical condition. Um, you know, with helping with that, that helps my mental health. And and so there are ways that, you know, barefooting, helping with certain physical conditions, um, being able to lower those cortisol levels, lower those adrenaline levels, um, lower just the levels of pain that I'm feeling um, and other, you know, hormones, neurotransmitters and things like that, you know, that it helps my mental health when you to decrease that physical pain um, because any, I mean, anybody that has experienced chronic pain knows chronic pain affects your mental health. You will start to experience all kinds of survival state-like things the longer do you experience chronic pain. And and the more intense that the flare-up is or that moment is because it is stress, chronic stress on your nervous system, on your body. And it is going to eventually trigger these more survival-like states. But also being in chronic pain like that, it, it triggers a lot of hormones and, you know, neurotransmitters and chemicals. And these are things that, like, I had to learn, um, you know, by a pain psychologist as a patient um, when I was 18 years old, uh, no, 17, going on 18 years old. Um, again, when I um, was having um, really bad issues when I first started using a cane and um, it's something that I've increasingly had to, you know, 
dive into and understand for myself. And barefooting is something that helps. It helps give more control and range of mobility, um, which is really important for me personally with having uh, joint issues. Um, I have connectivity issues. yeah, like, uh, connective tissue issues. <laughs> um, so I have loose joints that are always shifting. I've got things popping out of place. I got, you know, and it doesn't help with also having scoliosis and other crap going on. So, you know, everything's just kind of shifting and, you know, muscles don't really <laughs> work always the way they need to. And so barefooting can be really crucial and important for that. And, um, and it's not like I want to come on here and like, you know, dump about all my health stuff but I also you know want to show that as this is the best way I can explain how barefooting um is crucial and important and matters and makes a difference when within the ways that it makes a difference in my life um and so it is very important for that range of mobility but also that grounding that earthing um and even just with overstimulation with my ADHD, my autism, um, with a lot of uh, trauma symptoms, if you're somebody that has complex PTSD or PTSD, um, barefooting can be really crucial um, with helping bring you back into your body with whatever kind of symptoms you may be experiencing. Uh, I'm not going to act like it's a magical cure-all that makes everything perfect, but it can really help pull you back into your body help keep you in your body, living in this physical moment, um, especially when I'm somewhere out in nature where I feel safe and comfortable and I'm able to just touch the earth, the mud, the grass. Nature has always been a safe place for me. Um, and to me, it's kind of, I have like, you know, my place, certain places I go, they're like my fey utopia that I, I can, although I don't ever really leave behind the world, my head is a you know, I've always got stuff going on up there. And although I may never be able to fully leave it behind, I can still find a sense of peace, a sense of myself, a sense of healing, a sense of something greater than me that feels like love and from the earth. You know, when I'm somewhere in nature where I feel safe and comfortable and I'm barefoot and I'm touching the earth and I just, it feels, it does feel magical, um, but it's just so healing. And there is a lot of science and research between all those things, the way that barefooting, earthing, and grounding helps with your mental health and um, how just nature in general helps with your mental health and how sensory stuff, well, first of all, it's going to help with, of course, you know, if, those are, if I need a sensory seek in that way, of course, it's going to help with my ADHD, my autism, but having these sensory things can really help with, PTSD and complex PTSD and it's really um, as crazy as it sounds I don't understand why it sounds so crazy to people because when people on, on when, when you, you know what I mean because like when your favorite movie star or your favorite athlete or whatever tells you about how nature is so healing I went on this walk and you know just really connecting with the earth is just so crucial like it just it makes your head clearer and there's all these research blah blah it's like people listen to it people hear it but when anybody that's like dude I'm sick I'm ill I'm (laughs) I'm not crazy in the brain says that it's like "Mm, okay whatever and it's like yeah these are people so with people who have you know these problems health issues, health conditions are telling you that, like, 
Yeah, as somebody who's like in, in in the deficit in my health, and you know, this is something that actually adds value and health and well-being. I don't understand why that isn't taken seriously. Because if a healthy athlete, then maybe they're only like unhealthy issues. They had an injury, and, and that's not me being offensive because obviously injuries are serious, of course. But they don't have a you know a history of being chronically ill. Tells you out of nowhere something that they found out a year ago or six months ago magically helps them, or even a month ago, you'll believe it. But when people who have been ill or experiencing things for a long time tell people like, hey this helps, this is healing and have experience and years of doing something. It's so controversial. And it's like, especially when it comes from a person who has been in deficit of health for a long time, tells you how, how this has helped them. And I understand that not everyone thinks that way, but I do think that's a really weird thing that I've noticed in the media and with social media and things. And obviously you can't just believe everybody. And like, yeah, there's a lot of crap out there where people are trying to sell you a cure. And, you know, here at Barefoot Physical, we're not trying to sell you a cure. We're not going to be like, oh, my God, barefooting magically cures your soul and everything else wrong with you by doing it once. It's not that simple. But it is healing. It is a coping mechanism that helps with mental health, physical health. But also there, it's a journey of learning to work with your body. It is a journey of learning to listen to your body, understanding when your body needs rest, when your body needs movement. Not having enough movement is just as bad for our bodies on so many levels as um, too much movement. Everybody has their own limitations. You know, here at Barefoot is Legal, we are here to, first of all, just tell people, like, hey, it's your legal right to barefoot. There are no laws or health codes in the United States against barefooting. It is your American right to barefoot in public spaces. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. If people got a problem with it, that's their problem. I, it really is. They have no legal grounds to do anything about your barefooting, especially if you are in a public space. So that could be a restaurant, a movie theater, a gas station, a grocery store, a um, convenience store in general, um, any small business, any shop, any store, any place that's open to the public for business, commerce, or free and accessible to the public, you can be there barefoot. That is your legal American right. Have fun with that, you know? And if people try to challenge you on that, kindly, kindly. You know, try to keep your chill, try to keep your calm, um, but also, you know, try to have a sense of of self if you're somebody that struggles with the opposite. Confrontation can be really hard, um, whether it's becoming too confrontational or not knowing how to really handle it and just kind of wanting to avoid it. Because I get it, like, confrontation most of the time is pointless, you know, um, and, and I've had my own different thoughts and feelings around confrontation at different points, but just staying as calm as you can because if you escalate people are especially if you are dealing with somebody that already has intention on discriminating against you or is or especially if they're acting more unreasonable if you even try to match their energy the, the situation will escalate it'll rise and you know some people are willing to call the cops some people because they think barefooting is illegal you know you might risk it you being painted the wrong way and getting kicked out of the store this is really for your safety not to let them win if anything Okay, keep calm as you can and just say, actually, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. It's actually illegal for you to tell me I can't be in here barefooting because you're discriminating against my American right. And you can also tell them that it is illegal for them to have a store policy against 
barefooting because it is illegal for them to discriminate against barefooting. Um, and if you are somebody, though, that has had issues with confrontation and you feel more comfortable having, like, actual, like, proof or, you know, documentation um, of the laws and stuff like that, anything like that, I definitely recommend going to barefootislegal.org and checking out the documentation. Um, under the tab that says laws, um, I'm actually going to go to, I don't know why I don't have it open. Usually I have it, try to have it open every week because I end up, like, talking about the page at some point and, I don't want to say anything like wrong, get the tab name. So, yeah, so under laws, you go to, um, I think, downloads. Because there's other sections too, but downloads will pretty much take you to it all. Okay, so um, you've got the health department. Um, so there are responses from the different states. Um, now, yeah. And so even on, um, on the health department section where it says, if someone claims it, it is against health department code to go barefoot, all 50 states have confirmed there are no health department regulations banning bare feet for patrons. Below are the most updated responses we have. Others will be added in time. But at the same time, currently, yeah, there's still no health department issues, no health code issues with being a barefoot patron or customer or member of the public. Um, because you're not preparing anybody's food. You're a customer. You are a guest. You are somebody that is being served. You, it doesn't matter if you're barefoot or not. You are a guest. And for, in their restaurant, they are there to serve, like, you know, serve you food. And obviously, they're still people. Treat them like people, of course. Like, you know, I'm just saying treat your servers like people because some people don't, and that's disrespectful. So treat everyone like a human. But if anything, when you're in a restaurant, you know, you're more of like a guest. You are being served. You know, you've got the host there, right, depending on the restaurant that might check you in. And, you know, if you're um, – and then you've got servers. So it doesn't matter. Even if it's a nice sit-down restaurant, you know, even if it's – you are, you know, a guest. Now, if it's something that's more – you know, there are certain places that, you know, obviously if you go on something that's too high-end on an end, there are certain places that do have, like, dress code establishments but those are places that often require some kind of private membership or some exclusivity to get in. Anywhere that is open to the public, it is illegal for them to have a policy against barefooting. Now, if it is some kind of place that has a private membership, and that could be any kind of institution that has a private membership, now they may be able to have their own rules on barefooting, but that is only if there is a reasonable like reason. <laughs> I know that they probably didn't word that the most intelligently, but they have to have like a reasonable explanation for why you can't barefoot. Because barefooting is recognized by the ADA, the American Disability Act, the US Department of Justice as a accommodation for disabilities. And that's why actually also on the barefootislegal.org page um, under the, if you see the laws tab, go to downloads or, um, like I think by state, by country, it'll still go. Um, cause we, um, there's also documentation from like British Columbia and Spain on here, um, about health department stuff. But again, um, under the ADA card, so sorry. Um, you know, you, if you are somebody that has a disability in which barefooting is an barefooting is an accommodation for, you could um, print off one of these 
cards and be able to carry it with you for documentation that barefooting, you know, is an accommodation for um, and, a, um, and, a, and an accessibility issue for your, you know, disability. Um, because, and this is anyone's, you know, legal right um, with a disability, um, but also it is also your legal right in general to barefoot as an American or anybody on American soil, you know, to barefoot in public spaces. Like you have that right to be barefoot in public spaces. Um, but yeah, it's, and yeah, it's not as illegal as a lot of people make it out to be. And it's also not as dangerous as a lot of people make it out to be. Of course, yes, there are times in which um, I may not be barefoot, okay? Um, I'm, yes, when it's below freezing and there's a lot of snow, I'm not going to, you know, be doing that because I'm not risking my toesy, rosies. I'm, and I'm not somebody that can risk them like that, you know? Here's someone that can handle them temperatures like that. You do you, boo. You know, but again, listen to your body. Pay attention to your body. You know, look at your toes every now and then. Keep an eye on them, you know? Make sure they're doing good. But you do you. We all got our own limitations. But again, I'm not going to go to a construction site barefoot. I'm not going to go into a chem lab barefoot. Um, I'm probably not going to go into some work. Like, I'm not going to go to, like, a... Like, I'm not going to go into, like, a, I wouldn't go into, like, a, like, a mechanic's garage, you know, car garage barefoot. Like, and I think the only time technically I've been close to doing that is when, like, I'm, like, sitting in my car when I'm getting an oil change and I'm, like, still sitting in the car and I didn't have shoes on, but am I getting out? No. Right here. Sitting in the car. I don't need them. But would I go, would I probably want to walk around barefoot, like, Probably not, just because um, I'm accident prone. I don't know anything about what's in these shops. Personally, I wouldn't do that, you know? Like, there are certain places where I'm not going to be barefoot because I'm not an idiot. Like, you know, I do understand basic human safety. I do under, I do value my basic human safety, actually. It may not seem like it at times, but I do. Um, so yeah, there are certain places I am not going to be barefoot, but that's because of safety reasons, but barefooting is not inherently as dangerous as people make it out to be. Um, it, that, it's an accommodation for so many different medical and health issues. Um, so clearly it's not as dangerous as people think. That's kind of my point with that. Um, and it's accommodation for my mobility. It is safer for me to move around barefoot a lot of times and even when I have to wear shoes honestly it would be so much safer if I could be barefoot but there are certain reasons keeping me from being barefoot you know so it's a never-ending cycle of having to listen to my body and you know that's what everyone's barefooting journey is is learning to listen to your body and like work through that but if you are somebody that you know barefooting is a legitimate accommodation for some kind of disability, medical condition, or health reason that, you know, that you're experiencing. Um, this card also shows, too, that, um, you know, not only when you are in public spaces, the ADA card is what I'm talking about still, sorry. Um, not only, you know, okay, is this an accommodation for you in public spaces where there is no real legal issue, just people discriminating because they're either uneducated or they're just annoying, and hateful and whatever else. I don't know. Um, because, it, you know, it's a person-by-person case basis. We can't assume what every single person's issue is with it, unfortunately. But a lot of people are hateful, unfortunately, too, with it. I mean, Audrey's had people be like, well, I know it's legal, but still, 
gosh, or like, oh, oh that one lady, ooh, ew. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there because I probably would have bit her head off with words and then made myself because, oh, my God. But at the same time, any time I actually handle con, I feel like I've ever handled conflict or confrontation, like in stores and public or anything like that, I always handle it way better than I always think I am. Like, I always handle it way more level-headed than I think I am. But anyway, sorry. But this also shows, the ADA card also shows um, that, you know, if you're in a, a place where, you know, they are trying to keep you from barefooting, um, and even if there is, you know, say a rule or a certain reason, this can also help show, though, that this is an accommodation and they need to make some kind of reasonable accommodation for you. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, there's also state right cards that show that it is your barefooting right. Um, and, you know, you have religious, cultural, personal civil and human rights um, protections, you know, around barefooting people because these are reasons why people barefoot. People barefoot for, you know, medical reasons, yes, as well. Like we, Sorry, excuse me, like I've already been talking about, but there are also religi- religious, cultural reasons and personal belief reasons. Um, and so, you know, this is protected. And so, you know, the state civil rights cards also do show, um, hey, leave me alone. You know, discriminate against my barefooting, and you do not have to answer to anyone what are your religious, cultural, personal beliefs, or medical reasons or disabilities, because that is, you know, protected um, under HIPAA. You do not have to tell them. They, you can tell that, you know, you can be like, hey, if anything that's illegal, I would give them a warning. I wouldn't immediately be like, I'm going to take you to court, but I would be like, just so you know, you asking that is illegal if they ask any further questions on your religious, spiritual, cultural, personal beliefs, um, heritage, you know, reasons, maybe even um, but medical reasons, whether it be physical or mental or whatever else, you, um, kind of any of those uh, protected things. Um, the, if for them to ask any further questions, they are breaking the law. Um, and so I would warn them. I'd be like, you know, just so you know, you asking um, you know, for the questions on that is illegal. Um, you can't ask me about, you know, my personal religious reasons or my uh, medical reasons, blah, 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 what, whichever reason it is, you know, fill in. Um, or even if they ask any of that, you know, it is illegal for you to do that. Um, I wouldn't proceed this conversation because by legal grounds, they could take you to court if you keep further pushing on your question. And, no, it does sound really intense, actually, still. But you know what I mean? Like, give people a warning, and I would try to be calm about it. Just like like, like you're telling them, like, hey, this is, what, this is just the law. This is just the facts. And that's what I really try to focus on when dealing with things like that is these are the laws. These are the facts. It, you know, this is, um, yeah, I hope I'm wording things well. Because the thing is, if you get too emotional, you get too escalated, that can cause other things to escalate. Of course, your emotions, your feelings, whatever you're experiencing is totally valid. But unfortunately, it can keep us from having a productive conversation and exchange with strangers and even other people in general. 
So sometimes you do have to kind of tuck that away, especially if you're dealing with somebody that is, you know, already intense up in your face, you know, coming at you like in public. Audrey has had a lot of very crazy encounters um, at times with just very intense confrontational people uh, discriminating against her barefooting and just customers, you know. Um, And so it's a lot more complicated situation with the customer rather than, you know, an employee. And so you have to, you know, just keep your calm, like, and of course, you know, your emotions, feel them when you need to feel them. There's always, you know, a time and a place for them. And I'm not going to say you just have to get over it. Like it is frustrating. It is annoying. It is, it, yeah, there, it has so many things to it and everyone experiences different. We all have our own different experiences and this is going to cause us to have our own different feelings. And there's also, again, experiences between any time, you know, a person discriminated against, um, so, yeah, there's all these different factors. It's all different for all of us. But, you know, you're entitled to feel whatever you feel. But in the moment, just try to focus on the facts. There are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. It is your American right to barefoot in public spaces. It is illegal for a store, small business owner, even any place that is open to the public to have a policy against barefooting because that is discrimination. Barefooting is protected uh, by the ADA, American Disability Act, and recognized by the U.S. Department of Justice as a accommodation and an issue of accessibility for disabled people, people with disabilities and due to medical conditions or other health reasons. Um, also, it, um, there, was a, oh, there was another thing. Oh, there are no laws. Or um, yeah, there are no there are no laws against driving barefoot, um, and I believe I already said there are no health codes. I hope so as well against um, being barefoot in public spaces, um, and it is um, and barefooting is also protected right for spiritual slash you know like religious, cultural, heritage reasons, personal beliefs, uh, medical reasons. You know, as we already said, but that includes you know mental health as well, neurodivergent conditions, anything like that. Um, but barefooting is you know protected by all this, um, and so you know that is your protected right for those reasons, and nobody can discriminate against it for those reasons. And you know with and 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 with HIPAA and things like that, those um, Religious, cultural, you know, medical things are also protected. It is illegal for them to ask you for their for a store employee or a store business owner or anything like that um, to ask you further questions on your barefooting, why you do it, whether it be for medical, you know, personal, religious, anything like that. You know, it is illegal for them to ask further questions on those. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's crucial that I'm missing that I kind of want to just like kind of check off there. But yeah, focus on the facts. There's nothing you're doing wrong by being barefoot in a public space. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. And I mean, it happens. Unfortunately, there is a lot of, you know, decades of propaganda and stigma and fear mongering around barefooting. Um, A lot of this, you know, rose up in like the 60s. A lot of it is, uh, um, sorry, uh, rooted in racism against indigenous people, um, black people, um, poor people. There's a lot of classism within that. There's intersectionality of classism within all that. 
Um, it was, you know, against hippies or people that were just looking for a general way to connect with the earth um, or people that had uh, spiritual or religious practices of any kind that involved connecting with the earth and being barefoot. Um, so, I mean, it's not a racist, classist, and just general kind of religious discrimination, all kinds of discrimination wrapped up into a history, honestly. And although that may not be exactly the same reasons why a lot of people, you know, are discriminated against barefooting or have issues with barefooting today, a lot of people don't think about where they're disgusting fused and they're just ugh. like I don't know how to explain it because I don't really fully understand it because I also just don't really fully understand a lot of people's like classism and like hatred of the poor and or I just don't understand racism I mean like okay I understand these things like intellectually but from an inside personal like moral standpoint I just don't understand any of it really and also maybe it's my autism I just don't understand a lot of the social crap but the one good thing about as actually realized is me not understanding a lot of social crap makes me a lot of aware of it more aware of it able to analyze it and like kind of even like research and remove myself from it like and analyze it because I don't always feel as connected to it in certain ways you know and ways that a lot of other people don't because it's just it socially doesn't really make sense I'm actually able to analyze it better and I think that's thing a lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of autistic people, what we say is too controversial or we overthink and intellectualize everything. And I think just a lot of people don't intellectualize things enough, actually. Um, and I'm not going to say everything I say is the most brilliant thing in the world or I'm the smartest person in the world. No, um, not by any means. But the way my brain's wired in a way that being a social outsider actually makes me feel more informed on things sometimes because my perspective isn't always as clouded. But at the same time, I am still a person affected by society. So, of course, I have definitely fallen um, under so many delusional beliefs that are harmful in my own ways at times and not realized it. And we all have. And and I, I think that's the one thing that's also hard for a lot of people to be aware of and admit. Um, I also do think maybe my experiences do make it easier for me to admit when you know I realize things and stuff like that you know and it's like but you know at the same time I am not a perfect person that's not what I'm saying at all but um I do think that there is a way that I and people who wired me analyze the world that is not always taken seriously because other people it's so innate to them it's so ingrained to them they don't challenge it they don't see it they're not they don't question it, but at the same time with my autism, I have definitely um, been convinced of a lot of things <laughs> that, that I'm just like, how does that work? But at the same time, I think a lot of people misunderstand autistic people, people with ADHD and autism, and even people with ADHD that can, um, you know, be um, gullible and fooled and things like that, is yeah, we do ask a lot of questions. But the thing is, is if you answer questions, if you answer questions to us in a specific way, unfortunately, and I hate putting this out there, but I want to put this information out there so other people can challenge and protect themselves, if anything. Um, you know, it can be really hard because sometimes there it can be a structure that exists for us to why these things make sense to us. And it's not as simple as you telling us once, well, that isn't true, so why do you believe that? You may have answered one 
one little question. Okay, yeah, that doesn't add up. But, you know, when we are people who ask so many questions and people just fill in whatever gaps of logical sense that they can to make that illusion make sense, there is a structure to it. And sometimes when you're somebody that questions things, that can make it harder once you actually do believe something to break through it because there's such a structure around your mindset. And I think being aware of this is really important for people, one, to protect themselves from harm, but also to um, protect themselves from being a bigot (laughs) and being hateful because there are ways that, you know, you may not realize that something is embedded within you because somebody told you or you have some delusional belief. Well, there were a lot of things that socially I you know, had to realize I wasn't aware of that weren't good things because I, you know, was, I don't know. I didn't understand what people were saying. I didn't understand certain terms, things, words, and then I just didn't ask questions at times because of masking. And it's really important for people to be aware of these different things and, you know, a way that our brains work, start, you know, Sometimes you're going to shut down and not question things. There are times in my life where I've just played all the arts like I know what's going on. Later, finding out that certain things meant things I, I never would have imagined they meant. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's horrible. Awesome. You know, because I was just like, uh-huh. Because sometimes, too, you have to know because, you know, pretend like you know what's going on for your own well-being. And I think it's really important for to talk a lot about autism at times and to share these things because a lot of people who are barefooters are autistic. And I know sometimes I can kind of get running and get the best of me though. Um, but a lot of people who are barefooters are people who are, who are ADHD and, and or autistic um, because of sensory issues um, and with shoes and also sensory seeking through the earth and through nature and just kind of like, you know, through your feet, like walking on things and stuff like that. But shoes can also be just a very sensory no, but they're also just generally cramping and um, hurting to the feet. Um, So they can definitely be very um, just negative to people's feet in general. Our feet need a lot more room and stuff like that. And I do, of course, with people with having sensory issues, they can be a lot more aware of those um, general kind of impacts happening on our body um, when we're experiencing negativities before it. Yes, interoception, which is um, issues with receiving, assessing, understanding um, bodily signals, um, you know, that can cause barriers. But at the same time, a lot of time I'll be experiencing something. It took me a long time to realize how overstimulating shoes were and that I was experiencing overstimulation with shoes and that shoes were a problem for me and how it was affecting my body and my mind. It did take me a long time to realize that. But at the same time, I was always kind of painfully aware of it. I was always painfully aware of the fact my feet hurt and I was always experiencing these intense symptoms and things like that from wearing shoes and with overstimulation and um, and just how it would affect my mental health even too with having shut, shutdowns and meltdowns and in-betweens where it's kind of both and their own combination. Um, and But at the same time, when you have sensory issues that can make you painfully more aware of the things happening like in the body and the things um, that people experience in the body than people that don't have sensory issues. Because everyone is probably feeling like their feet are cramped and muscle issues. It's actually weird because, like, this really is a made-up thing. I know we talk about how, like, shoes, you know, being 
too small, not made for people's feet, being general sizes, and you make people's kind of cram people's feet in where they don't spread out as much as they need to. So if your feet start spreading out or kind of getting a little bit longer or wider when you're barefooting more, that's actually totally normal. The bones are spreading out more. The muscles are spreading out more. Um, it's weird because times when I go through wearing shoes, because I have to, and like, again, with it being like winter, it's like weird. We've been all over the place. And like, it depends on where I'm at or what surface is. Because again, even if it's like not too bad, um, say right outside in the grass, if you're walking on concrete or if you're going in a puddle or um, if you're actually in the woods. Um, I've, I've actually have had some more times though where when it has warmed up and I have been able to get my body out there physically um, in the woods and stuff, being able to actually just like connect my feet with the earth and it's been an amazing sensory experience a good healing time good for the mental health good for the physical health good for the spiritual health good for the energy in the body just good 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 time you know i love it i that's the best way i can explain it without getting way way too wordy and annoying (laughs) but um love it but at the same time um with having to wear shoes more it sounds crazy but um my I've been able to see my feet like changing and the way that they look where they look um, like thicker and shorter um, to wearing shoes all the time. So um, because of having fibromyalgia, a lot of muscles, uh, joint issues, whatnot. Yeah. I, I have like a massager thing for, you know, body does great things. If you are somebody that has muscle issues, definitely recommend getting one. Um, some kind of massager thing you use your body because it's really, really, really good for the muscles and honestly makes a huge difference with my ability to be mobile and active. And, yeah, so with using it on my feet, with um, wearing shoes works, my feet are a lot more cramped when I have to wear them and things like that. It is crazy, but um, it's like my feet do stretch out. They um, And so it's like they become longer and slimmer and this isn't of course like a cosmetic look thing of anything it's not where I'm coming from at all um but it's like my feet get so tight and so cramped it really hurts and you can see the difference of my feet just the muscles locking up and cramping together and swelling um wearing shoes in times versus then when I'm able to like use the massager and get those muscles out and it's just crazy because it's like my I know I don't realize how I mean even when it hurts even when there's a lot of pain I mean I'm used to chronic pain so it's hard to always realize you know exactly what's causing it but how like cramped and just locked up and knotted my muscles are um and um, just how cemented together it feels, um, how, um, sorry, I'm trying to think, like, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Um, like, I don't even know, just so swollen, whatever, that, I mean, even does change, like, the shape of my feet, just, and the way that my muscles contract and things like that, and so, Am I going to say that shoes are evil? I mean, no. I mean, they have their time and place, you know, still. But also, again, with my body, with my paramyalgia, with my bone muscle issues, with everything shifting around, having loose joints and stuff causes things to shift a lot more. And then it's like I already have 
scoliosis and so then that and other issues with my hip joints that cause things to shift and other things in general with my muscles that you know it's crazy that it is that you know when I'm wearing shoes for a long period of time there can be a huge difference in my feet but at the same time it can be really frustrating because there are certain times where I do need to wear them for other reasons um and it's like having to kind of choose which losing battle you're in, you know, and there's some times where I have times and places where I'll go from taking them off right off and on, depending on the day, you know, but like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for spring and summer because believe me, I don't prefer to be bare all the time. I hate cold weather. I am, I'm a little crybaby, I guess. Blame it on my sensory issues and then how that actually affects my muscles in response. I don't know. It is what it is, you know. But, I mean, there is a huge difference in the way that I just realized this outlet in my apartment, I think, stopped working. (laughs) Awesome. I need to charge my phone, actually, too. Well, we've got, like, 30 minutes left of the show-ish, and my phone's on 10, so I'm, like, trying to think. I'll figure that out in a second. Um, probably run an ad break actually because I just realized it is two thirty-four, and um, just run an ad break at two thirty. Um, I know I've kind of been on some rambles. Um, what am I not though? Let's be for real. So um, hopefully y'all enjoyed today's rambles so far. Um, if you don't, um, I'm sorry. This is <laughs> this is me. Um, I you know, but uh, this is me, Phoenix. Um, <laughs> Like, so um, this is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Um, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Um, And we will be back after the short ad break. Um, And it is just Phoenix hosting today. Um, So we will be back. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% 
of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. They taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Of all the grounding studies, the one that really got our attention is called Electric Grounding Improves Vagal Tone in Preterm Infants. In the study, 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires. The heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized 
and their vagal tone, a critical measure of infant health, increased by 67% with grounding. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, folks. We are back with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general information, support, community, and encouragement. If you are somebody that is looking for more of the community side with barefooting, I definitely recommend checking out the private group on Facebook, Barefoot is Legal. Um, you just have to uh, um, answer a couple questions and admin team will review it, let you in. Um, it's only just to make sure that the people who are in the group are barefooters and, you know, people with the intentions to keep it a family-friendly group, you know, family-friendly appropriate. Um, You know, unfortunately, with um, it being a public group in years past, there were just issues um, with just haters coming in, you know, or people that just had just inappropriate reasons for coming in, you know, and nobody wants any of that. Um, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization here to uplift, empower, and encourage people to the health benefits and um, the accommodation that barefooting is, the tool and coping mechanism for health and well-being that barefooting is. Um, and Barefoot is Legal is the only nonprofit organization for barefooting um, in the United States. So um, we just, you know, we're here for... Um, it to be recognized as a legitimate way of life that is normal and for one's health and well-being. Um, and unfortunately, there is still a lot of weird um, sexualizing stigmas around barefooting and things like that. And that's something that, you know, people have to deal with, you know, enough already. <laughs> and it's annoying. Unfortunately, there are gross people being, you know, and, um, out there and so if you ever experience anything issues like that realize that there's someone in the group that's just you know being inappropriate at all on any level um you have any issues like that contact admin team and they will deal with it because nothing like that will be tolerated we want people to feel respected and safe and yeah so if anything makes you feel anything unsafe unsolicited gross yeah let the admin team know and they will take care of that of course um and I always just want to put that out there as a general statement um, whenever it comes up, just so people know, you know, keep it appropriate, be nice, be respectful, just, yeah. Um, but there's also a public page, uh, Barefoot is Legal. Um, so you can check out and, and definitely support if you can, you know, the public page as well. Um, you know, just give them a follow or whatever, especially if you're a barefoot here, you know, barefooter here, because, um, you know, Supporting the organization does help support barefooters and barefooting because, again, it's the only nonprofit organization, the only organization there is for barefooters, and and it is a organization that has 501c3 nonprofit status. Um, so, yeah, and unfortunately, barefooting is something that still a lot of people have a lot of stigmas around, and I think that's why it's really important to you know talk about like kind of talking about earlier the way 
analyzing the way our minds work, recognize the way our minds work. And I, I've even noticed, too, there are a lot of um, – not, not too, too many. Um, there are more that are open-minded in my family, but there are, um, you know, some autistic people in my family who are against barefooting. Now, personally, it may not be their own thing. Um, I have some that just don't like it, you know, because it's not their thing. But then I have some that are against it, um, which are two different things, you know, be and, um, and having to realize it can be really frustrating at times for sure but having to realize for them a lot of it you know it's not just a sensory issue they have a lot of their own stigmas and realizing how embedded they are and like I was saying too you know having these beliefs um, I think having any kind of a belief with autism it's very embedded there's these layers and it it can be very hard when um, talking to someone that doesn't understand my experience and has all of you know these layers to why they have it's almost like, and sometimes it can be fear and paranoia there, you know, is where you start to find and you can start to see the fear mongering and the layers of that embedded within someone's belief system. It can be very frustrating. While I have some, you know, members of my family with ADHD, autism that just don't like barefooting for sensory reasons, while I have some members of my family that also do it and like it and love it on their own scales um, for sensory issues and sensory, be able to sensory seek or they just have issues with shoes or whatever. Um, and so it's definitely not a one size fits all experience, um, experience or anything like that with ADHD, autism and barefooting, but there are a lot of people who barefoot for ADHD and autism and it is a legitimate um, accommodation and it is legitimate in create, helping create accessibility. Um and I can say that for myself. Um, Audrey can say that for you know herself, and she was able to be here today. Um, and um, yeah, like there are just so many other people that I know, even friends that I have, you know, whether ADHD, autism, whatever. You know, even if they don't do it all the time, they have moments where um, being able to have that sensory seeking is just so crucial. Um, just. And also being able to kind of break away from shoes. And they talk about, you know, having a sense of freedom and freeness um, when being able to barefoot walk without, you know, shoes. And, you know, obviously with uh, with having friends that don't do it as much now with the winter and stuff like that and different things like having to wear shoes more, I'm sure <laughs> I actually know my uh, tolerance and, like, the toughness of my feet isn't, like, what it would be and, like, you know, after going through, like, the spring and the summer and the fall and, you know, or, you know, where they'd be in the summer, you know, especially when I'm all pretty much always, always barefoot in the summer. I don't, like, like, I actually have to, like, think about when I, I don't even, yeah, I'm, like, pretty much always barefoot in the summer. Yeah. And I love that. Love that. Miss it. That everyone else that's experiencing cold weather is, too. Because it sucks. And then, I mean, even when it gets, like, super hot, at least gets to the point where my feet can tolerate, like, the hot pavement, you know? Because I got to the point where I don't remember which summer it was. Like, I was walking around. It was, like, 105 degrees. I don't know. I was still walking on the asphalt, which is, like, the blackest of, like, you know, concrete-type surfaces. And, you know, black attracts the heat and stuff like that without colors work, you know? So, um the darker and so in case actually people didn't know that so if you are newer to barefooting or even if you're not or you know when you do get back into it 
you know, the darker surfaces are going to have more heat. So colder times of the year, that, you know, might help. But sometimes it's a little more complicated than that when you are in, in actual cold times of years where it's cold <laughs> and the concrete in general is going to feel colder before like the grass feels cold often unless there's been a lot of snow or something then like the grass you know the ground will freeze and stuff but you know in the summer and hotter times like that you know darker surfaces are you know, you're going to be walking on or going to ha- be having and collecting like a lot more heat so you're more likely to hurt burn yourself especially if you're someone who's new getting into it or if you're just getting back into it you know so um yeah but there were times where yeah I'd be like 105 degrees outside and I'd be like walking around on asphalt and concrete like it's no big deal and because I was just barefoot all the time, and I believe me, I miss it. So the times I have been able to get out lately have been so freeing, refreshing. Like, it's like my soul um, feeling at peace again. Um, and it can be hard because being chronically ill, disabled on, you know, with mental stuff, physical stuff, and where I'm at in burnout and with my ADHD, autism, and CTSD and everything, and then with my physical health, you know, it can be really hard to ever feel healthy and okay but barefooting is something that really does help a lot with feeling healthy mentally physically emotionally even spiritually and like energetically um and I just definitely feel like I can just I I as somebody who has known that they've had because I have like fibromyalgia since I was I've, I've known I've had it since I was at least 15 but I've shown a lot of experience before that but I feel like I kind of knew before then I can't really remember right now. My mind's a little hazy on that. But I've known I've had it since I was at least 15. And I am 22 now. So it's like seven years, is that? Or did I do my math wrong? Hold up. Let me I'm gonna put it in the calculator just in case because I don't trust myself. Okay, that is seven years. Okay, we're good. <laughs> it's like, I'm all right with math, but I don't trust myself. Okay. <laughs> um, so after seven years of knowing what I have and analyzing and and then on top of having it even longer than that because I was clearly showing symptoms by 11 when I was in sixth grade before I even turned 12 um you know I've been able to analyze it you know and understand it and then also the way my brain works with my age you know analyze, analyzing the crap out of things um I can definitely see a difference with the just electrical energy in my body. And I know that sounds crazy, but again, fibromyalgia being like this, you know, condition where it's sending off all these haywire electrical signals, your body is in kind of like this fire flight. It's like your nervous system kind of thinks it's under attack, so it ends up kind of attacking you. It really sucks, but it is what it is. So when you're, you know, experiencing it's like there is like a lot of electrical energy, I will start to feel and experience things that aren't real. And, 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 and it's not like, and what I mean by that is it's like you, because of the um, flare-ups, these signals, neurotransmitters, these hormones, especially with like the stress hormones on cortisol and even like adrenaline, and there's so much that goes into it. You know, when you've got this going on, like it, um, it's going to create a lot of these biochemical responses that feel like emotions right and it's kind of similar to actually like ADHD or autism as well with like meltdowns and stuff like that getting overstimulated too much 
electrical energy, too much overwhelm, just overload, too much input you've taken in, too much of the day. There's too much processing banging around in your brain that you're just like, I literally am going to scream, right? Meltdown. Okay. It's a very, very similar experience. Um, it, and um, and having all three of those <laughs> with the complex PTSD, it can be very fun <laughs> um, at times. Um, and I just have to laugh because it's like, you know, it is what it is as someone who's experienced for so long. Um, I definitely have definitely things a lot more manageable under control than I did when I was younger. Um, you know, as crazy as it sounds, barefooting helps and it helps on a level with that electrical energy. It's like, I can feel the difference of like, you feel like you're cracked out and I, I hate it, but that is the best way that I can explain it to people really is when you've got all those chemicals going on your body, you feel cracked out, you start, you're in this survival place, you start to feel anger and almost like rage and you just, and it's, it's crazy sometimes. And you, and especially as somebody who has a lot of just trauma, repressed rage, things like that, um, that I've had to actually learn to feel because I, I think that's another thing too, um, a lot of, you know, with trauma is you have to kind of learn to feel your own hurt sometimes and barefooting is something that has also helped open the gateway of that. And, um, you know, a barefooting is something that really can help a lot with mental health, with processing trauma and opening up yourself to, you know, experiencing emotions and for sure, but at the same time, you know, when you're experiencing things like with our myalgia or having meltdowns and stuff like that, and there's been times electrical activity in your brain or, you know, and I can just speak on what I can speak on from other, my experience, but there are I'm sure so many other people that can, you know, think of their own times and they have all this electrical activity and whatnot happening. You know, you, it's like you can start to kind of see a pattern of, you know, feeling, um, you know, that excessive electrical energy and sometimes that's why I can explain it is feeling cracked out and, you know, and, and being able to take my shoes off and find ways in which my body can move and ground and barefoot with the earth really does help with those intense feelings of, you know, and it really um, helps um, ground that electrical energy it helps work through it and to be able to kind of just even even if you can't move, but just be able to have, sit in the grass or have your feet touching the earth, it really does help ground a lot of that excessive electrical energy. And it also can help, um, you know, ground um, or in that movement, you know, can also help to, you know, in certain aspects of, you know, with the nervous system and working, you know, these kinds of things out. And, um, you know, so it's like, Movement is healing, barefoot movement especially is healing, I would say, um, you know, and um, and just being able to ground that excessive electrical energy, you know, to ground yourself in general, it is a very healing thing, and, when, um, and it is very beneficial for my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, processing and working through trauma, um, just just even that energetically, like I'm saying, like with that electrical energy and stuff like that. And, you know, my intention isn't to, you know, dump too much about my own physical issues, but these are ways in which this is my own testimony of, in which barefooting is something that genuinely helps. Um, 
it genuinely is something that is healing. It is genuinely something that is an accommodation and creates accessibility and creates a sense of safety and well-being. And it barefooting is something that can be used for your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, and any other aspect of health that, you know, and any aspect within your health that you may think of, you know, barefooting has its role in your general well-being, and so does earthing and grounding. And maybe there are certain barriers and limitations in which you may not be able to barefoot all the time, but be able to find other ways of, you know, even just sitting in the grass and connecting to the earth and um, be able to ground in other ways, even if you're just sitting in the grass or something like that. Um, there are other different, you know, um, products and tools out there for being able to ground the earth in other ways as well. But being able to have those, you know, is just so crucial for mental health, excuse me, physical health and emotional health. And I know I probably tend to talk in circles quite a bit, um, and I know I tend to ramble a lot, but, you know, barefooting is something that genuinely does help add value to the well-being of so many people. Um, And there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. There are no laws against driving barefoot either. So it is your right to be able to barefoot in public spaces. You are not doing anything morally or legally wrong barefooting in public spaces. And if barefooting is something that genuinely helps um, your condition, um, any, any disorder, disease, anything, if it's something that genuinely helps you, that's awesome. Keep doing it. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing, and there is real truth to that. Your experience matters. What helps you matters. Your coping mechanisms matter. And I hope that, if anything, this show can kind of validate anyone else that has their own disability issues in which barefooting helps. So this is also educating on people that may not understand the role in which barefooting actually does help with disabilities. And barefooting is an accommodation tool, and it is an issue of accessibility. So everyone, keep living your best barefoot lifestyle the best you can. There are no laws against barefooting in the United States in public spaces. You are not doing anything morally or legally wrong. Um, Also, there are no laws against driving barefoot. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong, okay? Keep doing you. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Um, And you can listen to us next week uh, back here at Barefoot is Legal Radio same time, um, Barefoot is Legal again is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. You can check us out at barefootislegal.org at Barefoot is Legal, both the private group and public page, and on Instagram at Real Barefoot is Legal. And goodbye, guys. <laughs>